Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. Today we're going to talk to Rachel, and I'm really excited, and so I can't wait for her to join, and we can get started. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm nervous. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. No, don't, don't, no need to be nervous. This is going to be so fun. No need to be nervous. No need to be nervous. Are you ready? I, I am ready. All of your other ones have been so good. That's what's made me nervous. So. Oh. Well, listen, yours is going to be just as good. It's so. Thank you. And, yeah, I'm really excited. So. Thank you. Can you give us a little bit of information about when you first started pulling, where did you pull from? Kind of how that progressed yes. for you? Yes. Yes. So I first started pulling when I was 14. Um, I was nearly 15, but I was technically 14, a few months before I turned 14. And I started actually first not just pulling. Um, I was started by playing with the hair at the back of my head, sort of getting it between my fingers and snapping it in half. Mm. So a lot of the hair at the bottom of my um, head would be just shorter. And then that progressively progressed into pulling the hairs from my head and that didn't take long that was only about a month or two um, and I remember I had like a little five pence piece bald spot on my head and saying to my mum I don't really know how I've got this and um, it sort of progressed from there really and that's when we learned what was happening. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how has your trick progressed since then? Have you gone to any other areas? Um, do you still pull from the same spot? Yeah, so I basically pull from my scalp. I've never pulled from anywhere else. I know people uh, such as yourself have pulled from their eyelashes and eyebrows before. It's just never been a thing for me. It's always been my scalp. But I'd say anywhere on my scalp is a go. Um, there's no like area that I haven't gone for before. I've very much travelled. Um, and it does usually start at the back of my neck and sort of head its way up. And I don't know if anyone else with trick feels this way, but I also pull more from like pressure points. So it feels a bit nicer pulling from my temples or from like the middle of my head here. And it's progressed over the years in the sense that I probably didn't used to do it as much. And then sometimes it's gotten worse. So I had a um, Lucinda Ellery. I, I, if people have hair, they might have heard of her. She's got um, bases all over different uh, countries where you have like a fixed wig system. And that was brilliant in a lot of ways because I looked normal and my hair looked normal. But it did mean that I felt like it was a comfort blanket and I could pull more. So I ended up actually pulling more as a result of having that. And I think now I do pull more than I used to. Um, and ever since kind of that, I, I've never really had a full head of hair. I had a full head of hair the year after I had it. But I do think developing a comfort blanket and not fighting trick for a year wasn't necessarily, seven years, sorry, it wasn't necessarily a good thing. Mm -hmm. So it's progressed in the sense it's probably gotten slightly worse, but it has only stayed on my scalp. Okay. Now, I love your page because you constantly are posting these beautiful wigs. Sometimes you sell them. Thank you. Um, you give, like, <laughs> I do. For everybody. Um, like what, I know you kind of touched on that, but what made you start to wear hair pieces? And like, can you tell us, you know, your journey with them? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess my first experience of a hairpiece was the Lucinderella. It's kind of called an interlace system. And I did have that for seven years, which is a long time. But then hairpieces was kind of a separate thing. So I had that off um, in 2016. And then I didn't pull for a year, which was great. 
and then after that I started pulling again and about two years ago it got to the point where I was thinking oh god what am I gonna do I'm gonna have like no hair soon uh, and I've never really been in that boat before because I did like I said I didn't used to pull as much before so I started to research in Google toppers and by the summer I'd kind of discovered the online hair loss community and people accounts like yours and accounts like um, my trick journeys and people like that and they all were wearing like wigs and toppers and they looked absolutely amazing they're so much more realistic than what you've grown up to expect a wig to look like you expect them to be these like plastic bobs <laughs> that you get to dress like one of the Flintstones characters or something and they're just absolutely amazing so I started researching them then um, and I guess that was about two a year and a half ago that I got my first one and I've just never looked back and I have got the online community to thank for that there's just so many amazing um, women on this community who wear these amazing pieces and really help people by sharing their experience of different brands and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah it's great and I, I think it's so beautiful and special to you know just you can change your look. It's almost like, you know, mm -hmm. when I was younger, it's like, oh, if you wear a wig, you know, I was so scared. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm buying wigs because I just want to look a little different. I want to have fun with yes. it. And so mm -hmm. there is a side where, you know, now it's something fun. It can be enjoyed and, and really, you know, there's different colors and things like that. So I love that you mm -hmm. are to give those reviews talk about those yes friends yes. that you like that's really so helpful for everybody. it's it's completely changed my life because I did think at one point I would just never be happy with the way that I looked because even though I'm happy sometimes having a shaved head which I do have under this wig I don't want to look like that all the time and having wigs and toppers has just given me the freedom to look how I want even though it's quite a pricey uh, mm -hmm. process of how it but it's, it's still an option and it's still there mm -hmm. now you recently made a video about shaving your head can you Kind of I did about that for the people that maybe yes yeah. yeah so uh, I decided I've wanted to shave my head for about two years and I never thought I would want to do it and then I thought actually would it just be easier if I just shaved my head and I've been desperate to do it for years but when I first got into hair pieces the only hair pieces that I really liked were toppers which you can only clip on so you have to have at least you know an inch or two of hair to cl clip them on so I thought oh, I'll never do it and then it got to about six months ago and I thought, I really want a break. Even if I don't do this forever, I literally can't pull from a shaved head. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, right, I'll buy a wig. I'll buy the bullet over a topper because wigs you can just place on anything. You can, Obviously, there are women with alopecia, like universalis, alopecia universalis that can wear wigs and things. Mm -hmm. And I just went for it in late November. And it was really, I must admit, I thought it'd be one of those things that I did. And I'd be like over the moon straight away. I'd absolutely love it. And it wasn't um, just for just for a disclaimer and to be honest, for the first week, I thought, oh, God, what the hell have I done? Mm. Um, I just felt a bit shocked every time I looked in the mirror because it was so different even to having short hair. Mm. But then after that, it was great when I settled into it. I got used to it and it was a break from pulling. And I still do have the shaved head now. And I don't think it stops you pulling in the long run. Like I do think when you eventually grow back uh, your hair, unless you've done other things to help you stop. Mm -hmm. it'll still be a thing but it's really good just to give yourself a break and allow for your hair to grow back so it has been a very liberating experience even if it's not a permanent one that's great and thank you so much for your honesty because you know sometimes on social media as well people will shave the head and they say it's the best thing ever but you know mm -hmm. truth and saying listen at first I wasn't mm -hmm. convinced but now no nope. that's really great because it's realistic you know it's mm -hmm. that could happen to other people so thank you for for sharing that with us. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so when you were 14 and you st first started pulling, did you know there was a name for trichotillomania or how did you find out about it? 
No, so I'm unlike a lot of people. I understand for being in this community that a lot of people go years without realising there's a name for it, that they feel like they're the only person in the world that does it. Um, I'm really, really lucky and I am very grateful that I've got a very supportive family and it didn't even occur to me for a second not to tell my parents about it. So I think I'd even told my mum before I realised the bald spot was there because I was pulling it out. And then within weeks we worked out that I was pulling the hair out and she Googled it. So ever since I've had Trick, I've just known there was a name for it and I've also known that through that I'm not the only one that has it so I'm really really lucky because I understand that isn't the same experience for everyone like a lot of people go months years even until recently I get messages saying I've only just realized I'm not the only person that does this um so I have known there's a name for it basically since I've had it and I am lucky in that respect because it does um help you connect to other people even if you don't see these people and realize that you're not alone and you're not um, odd and doing the, the only person doing this behavior in the whole world but it's still very isolating because that was at 14 years old and I didn't realize or meet anyone else that had it until very recently mm-hmm. so that's why I think Instagram which wasn't a thing when I was that age is great um, I get a lot of young girls messaging me and um, they don't always have support from their families and things like that so it's nice to be able to provide that support for them Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I always think about when I post things, you know, even if I'm feeling extremely vulnerable, this would have helped me back in the day. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that, you know, the same thing. Yeah. Share for that, that younger generation that does have the access mm-hmm. to Instagram and online, you know, we didn't have that back then. And so no. this is so great that we can talk freely and, and openly about the triumphs and the struggles, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was no book called the tricks of diaries back then so <laughs> that, hopefully that's helping people too <laughs> thank you thank you what made you want to go on instagram and be so honest and open about trick well i have to totally give credit to that to the community and i will give a big shout out to my trick journey my underscore trick underscore journey hattie because like i say i got into it by googling toppers and then through that i found um the hashtag for trickatillomania and then found accounts like hers um and finding this online community and seeing how open someone like her and other people could be about their trick and make accounts about it i when i first found them i thought i'll never ever be able to do that and it, after about six or seven months, I thought, actually, I do think I'm ready for everyone to know. Um, and I'm, I don't want to go to work every day panicking that someone can tell that I'm wearing a wig, which I did almost every single day. Mm-hmm. So it was it was kind of that. And I guess the pandemic as well, I must admit. So I used to work in an office job every single day and I still have that same job. But now I work from home. I think mm-hmm. being able to sort of like come out to steal a phrase um, of the trichotillomania closet, but not have to go and see everyone the next day at work. Um, and see all my friends straight away was kind of what helped me. So yeah, both the Instagram community and the pandemic helped. And I love that you mentioned, you know, at first you were like, I don't think so. But then after a few months, you're like, you know what, I will. And now you are someone who shares so much. You're so helpful. So uplifting to the community. Thank you. (laughs) And it's, it's great to see that, you know, for other people who might right now feel that way, hey, I'm too scared. I don't want to. Yeah. You might over time, you know, and you might. You might do. Even if you don't make a big account about it, you don't need to. But I do encourage anyone to find someone in their life they can trust. I know, unfortunately, I get messages, especially from young girls saying their parents don't understand. But just to find someone, whether it's a teacher or like a therapist, go to your doctor. If you can make a doctor's appointment without your parents' permission, just tell someone because you, you just can't go through this without speaking to someone. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. 
-hmm. You said you told your parents and they were very supportive right away. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you maybe told someone who was not related to you? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that didn't go as well. So because it was this was again was 15 years ago. One, I was a teenager and two, it was 15 years ago. And I don't even think I'd ever even heard the phrase mental health, for example. So it was just a different time altogether. At the time of telling this person, it was fine. But then when we had a bit of a falling out later on, they told all my friends and all their friends and they used to get bullied and phone calls asking me for directions to the wig shop and things like that. So I'd say my first experience of telling someone outside of my family wasn't great and I didn't tell anyone apart from I told one other person and they were fine actually but then that was both when I was 14 and 15 and then I didn't tell anyone again outside my family until last June so nearly 15 years later Mm -hmm. yeah oh apart because I didn't even tell my partner I'll say this actually so I'm engaged and I've been with my partner for nearly eight years but he just worked it out himself. Well, kind of. He asked me if I had alopecia about two years in because I didn't even feel comfortable telling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I even thought, oh, when I tell him, he's not going to want to be with me anymore. And that's the kind of insecurities you develop when you tell people and it goes wrong. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. for anybody watching, even if you you know don't have trick, you know, when people are telling you something so personal and they're making themselves very vulnerable, please try to respond in a way that's not going to, yes. to hurt them. You know, because... Yep. Even if you don't think so, you know, this could be last, you know, everlasting, um, mm-hmm. make you not want to share. So, you know, I, I agree completely. And I think things have changed a lot since then. So I, I, this might come up again later, but I used to get told a lot, can you just stop? I'm sure you've had the same thing. Couldn't you just stop? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, if you could just stop, it wouldn't be a thing. It's like saying to a depressed person, just cheer up. It's just not how life works, is it? So I think as long as people aren't saying are sensitive and thinking about what they're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like you mentioned years ago, mental health conversations around mental health were, you know, few and far between you weren't you weren't Mm -hmm. about that all the time people were you know kind of hiding behind this facade of like no everything's great you know and and when they didn't say everything was great it was kind of like why not um Mm -hmm. so you know now that we can openly speak about i hope and pray that there are situations that are different when when you confide into some you know to someone about something very personal to you that yeah they respond in a way that's helpful yeah especially at a young age especially with like younger people yeah yeah and going Mm. through that at 14 when I was 14 it was the the way that I perceived myself was very different the way that my relationships with other girls you know friends I'm sure that was very challenging for you oh yeah um like I say I didn't I didn't hang out with this person too much once we've fallen out but I think I always had that thing about I did get like I said I did get bullied I did get like called bald and things like that it was awful that wasn't necessarily by my like close friends and things like that a lot of my close friends were absolutely fine but it was it wasn't a nice experience to go through even if it was people that wasn't in your friendship circle and also um looking at comparing yourself to your friends who have like full heads of hair I mean I know that's a totally different thing to what we're talking about but being around people who why can't I just be like them and they're so pretty and I'm so ugly that's just a horrible thing to go through as well because it's not true uh, but it's something that you tell yourself because you've been made to feel that way by Mm -hmm. society basically in conventional beauty standards mm-hmm. yeah I was just mm. speaking about this the other day my fifth mm-hmm. grade class picture I used to look mm-hmm. back on that it's right before I started pulling everything and I used to look back and be like I was so pretty like why am I doing this like I was so pretty yeah. pretty and that 
that in itself is like the, the, the one of the reasons why trick is so so hard because you're doing mm -hmm. to yourself and it's making you look different it's changing your appearance and then you're beating yourself up over even more because you you know you look back and you're like why you know um so it is so yeah to... I've done exactly the same thing looking at old pictures before I started yeah just thought oh my hair's so nice you know it's 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 irrelevant if your hair's nice like what is nice hair anyway but yeah that's what you do to yourself isn't it mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. can you talk about that process of, of kind of changing your outlook? And, you know, when you stop looking at those pictures and maybe saying, hey, look, I have all these opportunities to wear these beautiful hair pieces. How did that? Mm -hmm. I'd say that came um, with with coming out on the Instagram. And it's, it's a very slow process. So I still I like... I'd, I'd, a lot of people wouldn't say this. And I was watching Mido's Trick Talk last week. And I think he's so great because he's so, like, um, open about... Oh, sorry, someone's ringing me up to climb so open about his like experiences with it and so positive I'm not quite like that I still wouldn't have tricks so if someone could wave a magic wand and say will you I'm not a trick until mania would you take it and I'd say yeah I just wouldn't for a second I'm still struggling to accept myself with it I would take a full head of hair but there are a lot of silver linings that come along with having um, trichotillomania, meeting people like you and other people that I've gotten to meet on this journey and all these lovely people. And I do think it makes you a more compassionate person. So I guess to answer your question, um, accepting that trick has probably made me a better person in a lot of ways, helped me accept it and um, maybe not hate myself when I look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Also knowing that I have the option um, to wear this hair, these hair pieces and things like that. And then also separately to that, um, I read a lot about feminism, so about how we're made to feel that we have to look a certain way. I mean, she says with a full face of makeup on, but how we need to feel, we're made to feel as women to look a certain way, where it's like you wouldn't necessarily think twice about a bald man or a man with a shaved head, but if it's a woman, it's like worse thing ever, isn't it? So I think just realising that it's all just a kind of subject, beauty is kind of subjective and it's been kind of forced on us has really helped me. But I've definitely not gotten there 100% yet and I do struggle with accepting the way that I look every day. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your honesty. Cause it is, mm. it is so important to be so honest for the people yeah. that are watching the people that may watch in the, in the future, because the journey is not linear. Like it's going no. to ups and downs, ups and downs constantly. And, and sharing that is so important. So when people do have those low moments, they can mm -hmm. say, but it's normal. You know, I don't need to beat myself up over it even more because, you know, I tend to do that. I tend mm -hmm. to beat myself up more and more. And it's, it's, um, it's comforting to know that, hey, we're all a work in progress. We're getting there. Yep, definitely. And knowing there's so many other people in the same boat as you as well. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's so nice because it's like you can use that as a reflective tool in a way like I could speak to you and think Barbara's amazing and she's got tricks so why should I not think that way about myself do you know what I mean mm -hmm. so it's such a nice online space and I think like I, the same way I love you I'm like she's so great you know? thank I, you <laughs> I mean so it's just like it is so nice to be able to look at each other and lift each other up and talk and it feels very um it feels very easy to be to be friends with people with trick too. There is that underlying connection that's just like, hey, you get me. And mm -hmm. that's another beautiful thing about the Instagram community to meet, I'm yeah. meeting you. You don't live anywhere near me, you know? No, exactly. You get to meet people all over the world. Yeah, that's it is. That's another amazing thing. And I think what you said about like people get you, I do think you do tend to have other things in common with people with trick as well, because often people with trick are anxious people or they're highly sensitive people. So you can um, talk about things like that and 
sort of gain a bond on things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Have you met anyone in real life with Trick? Um, so yes, I have, but I didn't realise they had it until I came out last June. So I'd never, I, I used my name to go to Cinderella. I'd have, sort of have a brief conversations with other clients there, but I wouldn't really class that as meeting because it was literally a few words. Mm-hmm. But then when I came out in June last year and told um, some people, four of the people that, because I shared it on my Facebook and stuff, four people that I've like previously known, whether that's worked with, been friends with, went to uni with or whatever, have said that they either have this or have had this at some point in their lives and I had no idea. So I didn't know when I first met them and I only just found out recently, but it does show that a lot more people have it um than they think than than you think uh so yeah and since then i've also met up with um someone else called kate who i've met on instagram she's kate's hair loss with lil Eric. I, I think she's on our trick you know she is don't you she's on our trick group mm-hmm. so i've met up with her in person and i've met up with other people with alopecia in person as well but yeah um so yeah i've met quite a few people now actually that's amazing <laughs> whether yep. no or not yeah it is it's great and it's nice that because of you sharing other people mm-hmm. felt comfortable to share with you. Yes, yes. So it was obviously all on private messaging because it's completely confidential. So anyone who messaged me is completely confidential. But yeah, they obviously felt that they could say something, and they said they'd had no idea that I'd had it, and I said I no, I had no idea that they had it. So yeah, it was great. Yeah. And I and I feel like that's going to start a rippling effect. You know, they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. There, then someone they might share eventually, and someone might reach out to them, and so that's just. A, an amazing way to spread awareness and to make people mm-hmm. well with the skin they're in to, to be open yeah. you know makes people want to be open as well when yeah. you do get into those I get into like the zone when I start to pull when you do get into like your zone how do you snap out of it if you're able to so a lot of the time I'm not able to like you've just said but I think if I do um sometimes if I'm with my partner he will um, like touch my arm um or just like draw attention to it and then he'll say oh why don't why don't you go and put a headband on or something so I think the best thing for me to do if you're able to is to change your situation so move rooms um or whatever go for a walk if you can if that's not possible like I always say um just to put a barrier on it because I guess I don't really know any um like psychological tricks to help you stop but I think if there's something on your head or on your hands that will remind you or just literally stop you getting at it anyway so I think that's the best way to snap out of a trance Mm -hmm. when you first told your fiance Mm -hmm. do you mind telling us about that like how did it come up that's fine yeah so I was wearing the intralace system on my head, which is the attached wig. And I think we've been together for at least a year, if not two years at this point. And we were at my parents' house because this is before we lived together. And I was brushing my hair and he just said to me, can I just ask, do you have alopecia? And my heart absolutely sank because I thought, oh, God, this is it. This is where I'm going to tell him. And he's not going to want to be with me anymore. I mean, my confidence has grown miles since then. I would never think that now. Um, and I just burst into tears and explained, no, I don't have alopecia. I have this thing called trichotillomania. Explain what it was. Um, and I actually said, I understand if you don't want to be with me anymore. And he was like, what are you talking about? I just I just knew something was going on. Mm. Um, and basically, I just I could just tell you were wearing like a wig or something. And I just wanted to ask you about it. And then ever since then, it's just not it's not been an issue. His like concern about it is just concern for me. So when it worries me or upsets me it's he's never made me feel like it's an issue for him and he's been really great so I think to say about that is there are a lot of people who are worried about like dating if they're not in 
relationships already but there are plenty of decent people out there who will never make you feel bad about your situation mm -hmm. and how did it feel when you told him and you were like and he was like okay you know, I support it was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I still remember we got in the car with my mom later that day and I, I made a point of bringing up um, my hair appointment in front of her. And she said, have you told Jack then? And I said, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God. And we were just so happy that he was like, obviously, we, my mom never thought he'd be horrible about it. But um, when you're insecure, you do. So it was just such a relief. And it was so amazing for someone to have such a like positive reaction but also like it's not a big deal kind of reaction which is kind of the reaction I've had from everyone really since I've told everyone mm -hmm. well that's amazing that's wonderful and I think it is it is you I get in my head too you know it's it, we build up the you know telling and it's normally it normally goes pretty good it's when you're telling a yes you know a spouse or anything it's like it normally does go better than you think yeah because another part of trick is you know oh my gosh, you know, you have those, those negative thoughts and those, that cycle. And then when it comes out, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. I think the only like emotional reaction or that's not even the right word, but reaction I had was, I just couldn't tell. Like you just cannot tell you're wearing wigs. And I even told one of my friends who wears wigs every day, um, cause she, not for hair loss, just because she has like Afro hair and she just chooses to. And she just couldn't understand, understand what I was trying to tell her when we were on a video call. So I just whipped my wig off and she was like, whoa. And she, even she wears them every day and she couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. So that was just the only like reaction I had was just surprise rather than anything negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were home, have been home because of the pandemic, you did, you, I know you shaved your head. Did you notice mm. you wanted to pull more being home? Was it harder? Um, or, you know, how did that go? I'd say the thing about my trick is it definitely has peaks and troughs and it definitely gets worse if I'm having an anxious moment or even excited, like if I've got like high emotions of some sort. But I don't actually find it's affected that much by um like the pandemic or even like some people say like exercising more helps them stop I feel like mine is not really affected by anything it's either going to be good or bad mm -hmm. so I didn't find that I was pulling more but I just found uh, the reason I shaved my head is I probably would have shaved my head anyway to be honest because um I think it was just getting to a point where I needed a bit of a break so unlike a lot of people I wouldn't say the pandemic has affected my pulling I wouldn't say it's any better but it's definitely not any worse than it would otherwise would have been mm -hmm. thanks now, trick is just one part of you. It's not everything. Mm -hmm. So what are some mm -hmm. that, that you like to do that you find joy in? Maybe hobbies you have, self-care. Yep. So I love walking. Um, being outside and walking is one of my favourite things to do. It's like become a joke with my friends that it's the only thing that I do is walk. And especially in the pandemic, that's a really good thing because, I mean, I don't know about where you're up to in the US and I don't know if your different states have different rules and stuff, but in the UK, we're, we're in a complete lockdown at the moment. So it's just basically one of the only things I can do is be outside, even if it's winter, just walking. Um, and I'm quite... I'm quite intro. I'm, I'm like gobby. I describe myself as gobby, but I'm quite introverted. So I just like being at home and watching Netflix and, and films and TV and books and things like that. So I'd say they're my main things. And obviously this isn't possible at the moment, but any kind of travel or camping or anything is like, th that's what I live for. That's why I work to make money to do that. So <laughs> that's the kind of things that I like to do. Nice. Yeah, we yep. love Netflix here. Love yep. big Netflix people. But I know oh, yeah. there are certain shows that make me more anxious that I'll yes. have my hand up. Do you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think anything that's like really tense, like I watch game, this isn't Netflix, but I watch Game of Thrones. So anything like that where it's really tense and you're so invested in the storyline, is that one for you as well? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> when someone dies and it's like no um and like breaking bad like my partner me and my partner watch breaking bad needs re-watching it i'm like no i can't watch it it's too stressful yeah and i, I <laughs> yeah i never was into um you know watching the same shows over and over again but now i see there are comfort shows even something mm -hmm. like the bachelor or the bachelorette i get anxious like my hand is up here just because right of what's going on. I'm now into like spoilers. Like I want to know a spoiler because I will feel better watching yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I guess because The Bachelorette is like reality as well. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Like, we don't have that here, but it's a reality show, isn't it? So yeah, that probably makes it even worse because <laughs> it's actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that definitely. And I agree about the comfort blanket shows. Like I've liked things like The Office, US Office and Parks and Rec and things. They're like, they're easy, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. That's in our mm. in those exact two. We love, mm -hmm. love Oh, them. they're amazing. <laughs> they're so funny. Um, but it is interesting to see that there are different kind of like triggers that will make us want to pull one. For me, it's like driving in the car. I can rest my hand on the window and like, here I am at my favorite spot. Mm -hmm. Are there mm -hmm. other places in your house or other things that you do that you know is like kind of like a triggering? Uh, yeah. So I'd say anywhere where I'm just sat staring at a screen. So if I'm working from home, um, and I would probably have done it less in work in the sense that I might be conscious of people seeing me. Um, but yeah, so working at home is worse. And then uh, working in front of the TV. And then I'd say they're not as bad if I'm wearing a wig because my whole head is covered. I actually can't get to anywhere. But I have to make sure my head's covered, even with like um, a bandana or something or a hair scarf or I will go for it. And then two places that I've gotten much worse for is in the bath. I never used to pull when I was in the bath. But now, like every time I'm in the bath, pre-shaved head, um, I would pull my hair. So I'd have to like make sure I dip my head in the water and wet my hair to make it impossible. Mm -hmm. And in bed. So if I'm sat up in bed, I'll pull loads then. And that never used to really be a thing. So I think they're my two latest that are really I have to make sure I'm covered um mm -hmm. or something's going on because they're the places that I do pull the most yeah and I like that you mentioned that you have to have your hair covered or you will mm -hmm. no I have to the same way with my eyelashes I wear fake eyelashes mm -hmm. I don't have any. Mm -hmm. the second I like had a day where I was like I'm gonna take them off and just like be around the house and wear nothing and I pulled them all out again like I I mm -hmm. have to wear the um yes fake eyelashes or yeah yeah that's it I think there was I, there was a period I haven't pulled before but apart from that like I say unless my hair is covered I'm going to go for it especially I don't know if you find this with your eyelashes you've already pulled for a certain bit on your eyeline for me it's always like pulling from an already pulled bald spot as well so I don't just pull from like random places on my head so mm -hmm. I have to make sure like that specific area is at least covered and the nape of my neck um mm -hmm. I'm terrible for as well so yeah yeah, right here is my spot, and I All right. part my hair over here so I can, like, put my little bun, because I know I'm, I will go to the same spot over yep. again. Yeah, so is that, most, is that just where you pull from, just there, then? Yeah, so I, I first started pulling from here. And yeah, then, same, I used to. Mm -hmm, right up here, mm -hmm. and then there was, like, a patch of crinkly hair right here, but it's always yeah. in my head. Right. This side. And is that your right side or your left side? That's my left side. Same. So yeah, because it's are you right-handed? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because because you pull with your non-writing hand, don't you? Because you're using your writing hand for the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see how like we just talked about that, and we have something similar. You know. Yeah, exactly. That you can that you can do that. Very much so. What are some like pieces of advice maybe you would give someone who is either just starting with trick or kind kind of trying to get their voice out there? 
So I get messages a lot. So I've, I've, I've kind of used to giving this out. So I get messages asking for help all the time. So I'd say um, the main thing I would say is to realise that it isn't going to ruin your life, that it's not going to be like take over your life and be the worst thing ever. Because I always thought this is it. My life's going to be ruined if I carry on with trick. It's There's just no point in like accepting any other possibility of me not being able to stop so that's my main advice but that kind of I can say that but that's much easier said than done I think that take, it takes years of work and I think it's really difficult for a teenager to, to come to terms with that so I accept that they probably won't find that that useful yet and the actual practical advice I'd give to anyone is go tell your doctor always tell you your doctor we call them gps i don't know if you just call them doctors there your local doctor and try and get therapy whether that's signing up for anything free or here you can sign up on the nhs there is a waiting list but you can um just so you've got someone to talk to because even if your parents are supportive you can't always tell them everything um because you don't want to upset them so you need a therapist to do that and then barriers so on the practical side of things, always make sure your head's covered or, I mean, I never pulled my eyelashes and eyebrows, so you're probably better at giving barriers than I am for that. But maybe like, like you say, false eyelashes or glasses and things like that. Right. Yeah, Vaseline, right? So things like that, anything like that. And then like for your hands, um, gloves or plasters on your fingers, um, just basically minimise the pulling as much as you can. Mm -hmm. um, it might not stop it altogether, but it'll just help you be able to cope with it better. Um, but I would say overall, it isn't going to ruin your life and your life will still be fulfilling and happy without mm. stopping, even if you don't stop. It is possible to stop, but even if you don't, it will still be fulfilling and happy. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been excellent. And that was <laughs> thank you. And I, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, when you're a teenager, it is so hard. Yes. going to be 30 this year. I've had a long time. Me too. Really? <laughs> 1991 babies yay <laughs> so you know when I was a teenager things were really different the friend circle was different my the mm -hmm. way I was different you know I only started talking about trigger tell mania when I was like 28 I think I don't know how old I was I think I was like 28 so you know I had 18 years of like work to do before I was able to open up and like share this with people um and so you know yeah for those teenagers it's gonna be hard but yeah very much so it is it's i think it's hard being a teenager one it's all very confusing anyway two i think you rely so heavily on your looks don't you when you're a teenager yeah. um and maybe other teenagers aren't as understanding as they possibly an adult would be or they could be because they've not been taught to be the young and they've not been taught to be have they so no it is really hard I'm, it is really hard to be a teenager but it does get better mm -hmm. and that is not a cliche that is true it does get better oh yes oh yes mm -hmm. well Rachel it's been such a pleasure I've loved talking to you thank you and you it's been great <laughs> so do you have any you know last words or anything to say just thank you for having me it's been really lovely and I've really enjoyed looking watching all your others and I'll be watching all the rest coming up as well well, thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate it. No worries. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. You too. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>